Long time no talk. It's been a while, man. It's been since what? The uh, the, the championship series? Something like that? A little something, something like that? I believe we watched one World Series game before before we uh, parted ways. Was, was that? You're right. We were, we were late by a day. That but was, it was the Astros the- series. Let me take that back. Mm, mm, mm. I just want to say, man, uh, should have been the Yankees in that World Series. Uh, but we're not gonna we're not gonna go there yet. Not just Damn, um, it feels like ages ago <laughs> that we even said the word Yankees in this podcast, even though we mentioned it about Gary Sanchez the last episode. But it just feels like the whole playoffs in the re- in for the MLB took about like two months. Felt longer than the regular season. And it's true. It was only a month, but there were 16 teams, an extra round, essentially. So, yeah, it was a longer postseason. I mean, you know, yeah, it, you didn't make that up. And That's uh, true. it ended the only way a World Series in 2020 could have ended. And maybe we should start it with this before we get into the main topic with Justin Turner testing positive for COVID-19 and security telling him that he can't go out into the field to celebrate with his teammates and he decides he's just gonna he's gonna do it anyway fuck it takes off his mask kissing his wife sitting down with his teammates to take a group picture how could i mean how did that happen how how did it even happen that justin turner could test positive for covid when they're in a bubble quote unquote i don't know man i have a feeling that reports will come out and it'll be like it was a false positive or something but let me just say that covid is not a joke but sports and covid is kind of a joke like dave roberts has a mask on almost the entire time right yeah yet when he has to complain about something it's almost like he takes the mask i was like hey do you see me complaining here can you read my lips (laughs) Fuck. It's me. Com- it's me. It's me complaining. He, first, he has the mask on throughout the entire thing. When he ha- when he has to say something, he takes the mask off, yells it, puts the mask back. Same thing with Cash. Yeah. Right. Same thing with Blake Snell. Blake Snell last night. We'll, we'll get to that in a moment. But I'm convinced he only had a mask on to talk shit about Kevin Cash. Like I've so seen that the, so that the camera wouldn't read his lips. I think it was Dave Roberts, but it might have been Kevin Cash. I've seen them pull the mask down to spit and then pull yeah. it back up like. Yeah, it was all for show. I think I think once they went into the bubble, they didn't even need to do all that. Like it was just an extra you're going yeah. extra essentially. But then you you see that Justin Turner tests positive for COVID. So like I don't know how strict were they in COVID. I spoke with someone um after the Yankee series, I think it was, who no, it was before the postseason even started, who said that they were put into a hotel to to quarantine in a bubble. Um, but there were other people in the same hotel. They were sharing elevators with people that weren't a part of MLB, just like regular people that weren't wearing masks and all this shit. And it's just, I think it was just, you know, it's no surprise that the only sport to screw this up somehow is MLB. In hockey, no positive tests in their bubble. NBA, no positive tests in their bubble. And they were there for fucking like three months. MLB were in a bubble for one month and they couldn't even do that right somehow. And then they allowed Justin Turner to go out into the field. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't maybe know it's a false, mean. maybe you're right. Maybe it's a false positive too. Maybe it's not even that big of a deal. Not only that. And honestly, when I heard that Justin Turner tested positive mid game, I was kind of 
skeptical at first. I'm like, how is that even possible, right? Yeah. Like, aren't these tests supposed to? I know that when you land in a like, if you go to a different, like, if you travel, if you go to Aruba, let's say, they make you take a test. They make you quarantine for like an hour in the hotel or whatever. They got the t- the test results. So I thought all this was taken care of way before the game. But then again, man, I also woke up this morning thinking to myself, he already played half the game. He already spent all this time buddy, buddy with his teammates and stuff. All his teammates wanted him out there that I, you know, I'm assuming they wanted him out there celebrating. They all took pictures with him. Dave Roberts took a picture with the team right next to Justin Turner. Wasn't wearing a mask. The Mm -hmm. oldest guy on the field should have been wearing a mask, wasn't wearing a mask. So I, I feel like. Yeah, it's, it's an odd situation, but at the same time, he was already there. He was already participating and hugging and spitting seeds and, you know, yeah. rubbing pine tar on the back of his jersey and all that good stuff. And I almost feel like at that point, fuck it. Why not? <laughs> like, no, you're I'm right. And not just that, it. but then Ken Rosenthal says that the test came out in the second inning of the game. I don't know if the Dodgers were informed yet, but it seems like they found out that he was positive by the second inning of the game and he wasn't removed until the eighth inning. So Hmm. it's just a whole bunch of bullshit. You know what I mean? Like it really is. Everything's bullshit. I don't think the virus is bullshit. I think that the virus is very serious. You know, there's there's been two hundred and twenty five deaths, two hundred twenty five thousand deaths, I think. We're at like 70 or 80,000 infected people per day. We're approaching one hundred thousand. It's it's the worst that it's ever been. It's far from over. The third wave is going to be the worst of, of all the waves, apparently, is what they're saying. Um, but how baseball handled it was a joke is what I'm trying to say. I agree with you. There was a lot of things that just did not make sense. Like you're you have your manager with a mask on in the dugout, but then he's taking it off to take a picture with his team. You have, it's, it's just, it doesn't make sense. It, none of it just made any sense the way it was done. It seems like a lot of it was for show, which I appreciate because I think a lot of people need to see that, but at the same time, you know, whatever. And here's so, a question I have for you real quick. Do you think that if you were the Rays and you find out that Justin Turner tested positive for COVID, he's removed in the eighth inning, you read the Rosenthal story that says that he that they that uh, the test came out in the second inning of the game. Do you contest the game and say like this shouldn't count because you had a player on the field that shouldn't have been playing? You know the whole time. I wouldn't myself because I personally think the Rays. When I look back at the Rays, I don't even think they should have been in the World Series, man. Wow, you're still on yeah. this, huh? Yeah, yeah, honestly, I don't. I think that team is. Jesus. You won't see. You won't see them in the World Series for a while. And it's funny because wow. Joe Buck is like, "Don't worry about the Rays. They'll be in the playoffs for a long time." I guarantee you that that's not true, mm. because and I we'll we'll, 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 t- we'll talk about we'll talk about that later. <laughs> that's <But> crazy. <laughs> listen, I wouldn't con- I wouldn't contest it because from what I remember, Justin Turner was a non-factor. Uh-huh. In the last game, I don't even think I saw him make a play at third. Don't quote me on that, though. Like, obviously, we can go back and check. I don't. Uh, I don't think he played a, a big role in this World Series. I think in the last, no, no, in the World Series, he. I think he did play a role in the World Series. He didn't play a role in the last game. Now, if I find out that they knew he was, he tested positive before the game, and the Dodgers just had to have him in the lineup because it was a, it was an it was an elimination game for the Rays. Uh, then I would probably contest something. But if the game started and they did find out mid-game and all this stuff, nah, just let it go at this point. 
He went 0 for 3 with two strikeouts um, and was removed in the eighth inning. And people didn't understand what was going on, whatever. Turns out he tested positive for COVID. Um, would you would you contest the game? I don't know. I see it both ways. Like, I, I, yeah. I, would, I would understand if they said yes, just because, like, you want to get a, a shot at the World Series. But that, then at the same time, you kind of look like sore losers if you do that. That's, that's kind of how I see it. Um, like just let it go at this point you you got bested by the Rays like you said he didn't really play a factor offensively in that game so fuck it just just be done with it yeah so do you be honest man nobody's listening it's just me and you here I am nobody's gonna (laughs) would you if you're Justin Turner do you go back out on that field to celebrate with your team what would you have done I don't know because Winning the World Series is a once in a lifetime type of thing for most people in this world. For 99.9% of the population of this entire world, winning the World Series is a once in a lifetime thing. Unless you're Derek Jeter, then you get five of them. You know what I mean? You, you, you get you get what I'm saying? Or if you're Yogi Berra, two great Yankee legends, then you get totally. 10 rings. But anyway. Totally irrelevant uh, of the question, but. <laughs> <laughs> but for Justin Turner, this is a guy who's entering free agency He's in his mid thirties. Um, you finally got to the promised land after I think three attempts, maybe two attempts with the Dodgers, t- 2017, 2000. And- yep. They, go to- they went to the world series in 17, right? They beat the, they beat the Astros. Seven they games lost- to the Astros in 2017, five games to the Red Sox. in 2018. Right. Three attempts at the world series. You finally get there. You want to celebrate. This is like something you you dream about as a kid. I I'm a, I'm a fucking 36 year old. I'm gonna be 36 years old, I think, in, in a couple of weeks. And uh, there's no no shot that I'm ever gonna play in the major leagues. But like, if one day I could get in there as a reporter or some shit, that would be amazing. You know what I mean? Like, I'll take yeah. that. So I I think I would probably probably do it. But now look at the backlash he's getting. Like. You know, everybody's everybody's taking the attention has been taken away from removing Blake Snell for Kevin Cash, which we'll get to in a little bit into Justin Turner refusing not to abide by MLB and and just go out into the field and celebrate with his teammates. Yeah, I'm going back out on that field and only because I was already there. I was already in the bench, in the dugout, in the clubhouse. Doing whatever I had to do, you know. You guys are infected anyway. Fuck it. Let's celebrate now, guys. Yeah, at this point, I'm like, fuck it. Now, if I'm coughing up, (laughs) if I'm coughing up germs and having to like, you know, wipe my nose every five seconds, I'm not going back out there. But you can even see Justin Turner, you know, kissing his wife, which is (laughs) like they just at that point, they're just like, oh, fuck this thing. Like, yeah. So I think that's what it almost seemed that way. It almost seemed like what went what went through my mind, the, the initial like outrage that went through my mind. And I and again, I don't blame Justin Turner for doing what he did. I might have done the same thing. The initial thing that went through my mind, the the liberal snowflake, you know, cancel me, cancel people type person side of me uh, was saying, like, guys, COVID doesn't just stop because you guys won the World Series. Like, can you guys abide by the rules and all this shit? But then the logical side, my heart, the the real side of me was like, this is a once in a lifetime thing. Chances are most of you are probably going to be okay. And maybe this is a false positive. So just enjoy it. Fuck it. But then again, we'll feel like shit next week if we find out, oh shit, Dave Roberts contracted COVID from 
from Justin Turner is not even really funny. And he's fucking on a respirator or some shit. You yeah, know no, what I okay. mean? It's not funny what the outcome, what the worst case scenario outcome might be. But I also think that everyone's going to be super cautious post celebration. Yeah. And I also feel like we caught that on camera, but I'm almost 100% sure that afterwards, Justin Turner was popping champagne bottles with Clayton Kershaw. Both of those guys oh, have yeah. been a part of those Dodgers teams going to the World Series three three times in the last four years. Big, both played a huge role. Justin Turner has always been a, a a staple on that team since he's since since he's got there. Since he implemented some uh, launch angle logic into his swing, right? Yeah, you like mm-hmm. that? Yeah, Shout out to Doug Ladder, guys. Check out season one of the, of the Welcome to the Show podcast. That's right. So I feel like. At that point, Justin Turner was probably thinking, like, I don't care what the backlash is going to be, because although you guys aren't going to see this part of the celebration, we're going to pop bottles in this hotel. I'm not leaving this hotel. All that stuff. So, yeah. Here's what I'm going to call it. The five moves that decided the World Series for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Are you ready for these? I'm ready. The man with too many names. The okay, there's no particular order for these. I'm just gonna go through because I was going by memory. The one, the freshest one in my memory is removing Blake Snell um, from the game yesterday. He had something like 75 pitches, nine strikeouts. He was cruising. Um, I have two feelings about this move. Same. The first feeling is let him go, like just let him go until you see some sort of struggle. Let's see what happens. The second thing is, and I tweeted about this, is that Blake Snell hasn't pitched more than 5.2 innings this entire this entire year. And we saw in the last, I think, last two games how in the later fifth inning, he started to kind of unravel. He starts walking people, allowing runs. We, we would have been sitting here bashing Kevin Cash had he left him in and he started to implode. You know what I mean? We would have said, why not go to Nick Anderson here? Why not go to somebody out of the bullpen? Maybe go to Glasnow or something. I don't know if he was even available. Um, so it, I, I kind of find it hard to blame. Everybody's shitting on cash today. Alex Rodriguez went ape shit on him on Fox yesterday. Um, but I think it was at the end of the day, it was, it did, it did play a factor in the series because as soon as he removes him, he puts Nick Anderson in. And I think it was, was it Mookie that hit a home run next? Mookie hits a double, uh, moves the runner to third and then, I forget somebody I know eventually Mookie oh pass ball wild pitch pass ball scores the guy on third Mookie moves to Mookie moves to third and then Corey Seager hits a fielder's choice to first there you go scores okay. Mookie takes the and lead then out. it becomes three two I think Mookie hit hit the home run to make it four two eventually yeah um so it's undeniable that move did negatively impact the series for the Tampa Bay Rays so do you have anything to say about that I, I would say that I I looked at I looked at it both ways because although the baseball fan side of me wanted to at least believe that Blake Snell was going to go the distance, right? Because when did he get pulled? Fifth inning. It, w- it was I think it was the fifth inning. So he wasn't in 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 stat term. He wasn't even in line for the win. Yeah. When he got pulled in the fifth inning, don't kill the win, guys. Don't kill, kill the, the win. win. Season one. Go Bullshit back and stat. check it out. Listen, I. <laughs> I, I thought I kept thinking about it in my head. I'm like, you don't check. take. He was pulled in the six, five and so a third. He, he was not in line for the quality start. Don't yeah, kill the quality start. <laughs> that's a, now that's a bullshit stat right there. <laughs> no, it's not. Not at all. So, so 
not really. Uh, so, <laughs> I, so I was thinking like Nate, Nate Anderson, Nick Anderson hasn't really looked as sharp as he did in the regular season, no. even back, even looking back into the Yankee series. Right. So if you are going to pull him and the stats, I think John Smoltz read back the stats or whoever was there. Tom Verducci said that Mookie wasn't really hitting left-handers well this year. Mm-hmm. So if you are going to pull him, why not go to your dominant left-handed bullpen arm, right? Well, then I started thinking, like, this is what the Rays do. Blake Snell didn't go deep at all this year. So you almost can't fault Kevin Cash for pulling him because they're in game six of the World Series, not yeah. about to get swept in the World Series. They're in game six. It's what got them there. The whole series has been like that. The, but whole, then I the asked, whole postseason. Yeah, but then I also started thinking to myself, like, it, I just kept going back and forth because I don't think it has a right answer. You look at Glassnow's last start. He got beaten up. He was able to go, like, I don't know how many pitches. 102. Got, I think it was 102 pitches. Yeah, man. So it's like. But then at Blake's, the same time, he settled in and he gave, he gave them a chance to get back into the game. I think I think that game falls more on the offense than on Glassnow. Game, I think that was game five. I mean, but you don't want to be down. I think they were down three runs in the first inning. You don't. Yeah. I think. I think things like that just kill. I blame the offense last night more than that game because, mm. you know, you start the game with a with a Rosarena's home run, and then you mm. get and then you get a second and first situation. You don't score another run. That was your opportunity right there. Like the the guys in the Dodgers bullpen are no pushovers. I just think that. At the end of the day, I go with you shouldn't have pulled him because all he did was give up a single and Kevin Cash couldn't wait to get out there. Like he like as soon as that ball hit hit dirt, hit grass, he was already like first step out of the out of the dugout to pull Blake Snell. And I don't don't get it. I go back to he hasn't pitched more than five and two thirds the entire season and his ERA in the sixth inning this season, his splits. Is 13.5 in the sixth inning. And I think that's why they're pulling him because they don't trust what's going to happen afterwards. At the same time, I'm almost more critical of his decision to go to Nick Anderson there because Nick Anderson has allowed this postseason, he's allowed a run in every single game he's appeared except for two. And that was uh, the second game of the wildcard series against the Toronto Blue Jays. And the and game, what game was this? Game two of the ALDS against the Yankees. Other than that, he's allowed to run in every single game. Um, and he's allowed to run in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So he had allowed a run in six consecutive games before being put into that into that game yesterday. So I, I just I didn't understand why go to Nick Anderson there. I understand he's probably your best arm in that bullpen. Um in the regular season, yeah. Yeah. But, to, but the but postseason me, is a whole different animal, like we always talk about. Yeah, the postseason is a whole different animal. I get that. But at that point, at that very moment in in time, Blake Snell was your best option, I mm-hmm. felt. He didn't just, like, squeak by holding the Dodgers to no runs. He had only given up one hit at that point, I believe. Yeah. Up until the one that he gave up to uh, Austin Barnes, I guess, was the guy batting ninth. Did did he allow a run? I think he allowed a run yesterday. Blake Snell. Hey, it, that's so. That's that was my other thing. The stats show his ERA after whatever amount of innings. But there's a perfect. He didn't give up a run at that point. It it was one nothing when he gave up that single. That run that eventually scored. I don't know if it got scored as an earned run because it was on a pass ball or a wild pitch or whatever it was. 
But let's say Nate Nick Anderson comes in and gives up a two-run bomb. That first run gets tacked on to Blake Snell's earned run average. Right. So it's almost like I could I, I don't like looking at stats like third time through the lineup because you just never know. On any given Sunday, like they say in football, on any given day, Blake Snell could be your best pitcher and and or this guy could be your your best pitcher. I just felt like he didn't give up a triple, he didn't give up a home run, he had only given up a hit before that. Uh, and it was a single. Let Blake Snell be the one to give up that game tying run. Right. Don't don't hand it over to the next guy because although I think hitting is the hardest thing to do in baseball, I think the pitcher's position is the hardest position in baseball. And and the and the Rays, why I don't think they're who they are, is because they rely on nine different guys to be on their A game against the best players in the world. When you're in the playoffs, it's the best players in the world. It's not like you're you're facing the fucking Red Sox from the 2020 season every okay. fucking game. Fuck. I just had to go there. And um pissed off, but, man. But at the same time, I'm gonna be this guy now. The the Dodgers used one, two, three, four, five, six, seven pitchers in that game. So the Dodgers were really the the more if you wanna like have a analytical pissing contest here, the the Dodgers pissed for longer or whatever. I don't know how pissing contests work. They even went with an opener yesterday and won. Um but I don't I know. Get- I, I just think it was it's a game of inches again to borrow another phrase from from the nfl i think one move here one move there and that game could have gone completely different i i i'm agreeing that's why i put it there i'm agreeing removing blake snell in my opinion was a mistake probably a mistake at that point but but i can't blame cash for making the move what i can blame him for is at, at some point you have to close the fucking computer and the book and say to yourself i know that nick anderson is my best arm but he's allowed to run in six consecutive games. And I don't know if I trust him in this in this moment right here. Let me go to somebody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. That I can and, blame, you know, Kevin Cash for. And to be and to be fair, he's he gave up, he he let the he let the tying runner get on base, Blake yeah. Snell. Yeah. And the next guy up is Mike Trout 2.0 Mookie Betts, to be fair. And then right. the next guy after him is the guy who ended up winning the World Series MVP. So right. just to be fair, yeah, you might want to pull Blake Snell in that, in that case. But at the same time, like just like you said, close the computer. Realize that what Blake Snell had that day was Cy Young-esque. Yeah, it was special. Like nine strikeouts. He's, he's a Cy innings. Young. He's a Cy Young winner. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's that's who he's been in the past. So who knows? Maybe that's who you have on that particular day. So it goes both. It go. It goes both ways. The baseball fan inside of me would have enjoyed, would have preferred that Blake Snell let that game get tied and then go to the bullpen. Well. All right. The next move, I'm I'm gonna skip here. I had something else, but I'm gonna go to this because we're talking about pitching. Leaving Glass now in in game one, I think at the time people were praising it as as such a genius move for the Tampa Bay Rays, but ultimately it cost them because it's a win is a win is a win, like uh, like Michael K says, and he had he threw he tossed 112 pitches in that game, six earned runs, six walks. Of those 112 pitches, 58 were for strikes. That means that almost half of his pitches were balls. You know what I mean? Like it was a bad ratio on that day. And um, he just didn't give the Rays a chance to even compete in that game. And I think yeah. that 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 could have been a big game changer. I don't I, I'm OK with Glass now staying in his second game. Like I said, I think I agree with you. He 
once you allow so many runs in the first inning, you're, it kind of takes the life out of your team. But then he settled down and he gave his team a chance to to get back in it if they if they really wanted to. So I can't I can't blame Cash for Game Five leaving Glass now in, but for Game One, I think that was a terrible move, and uh, it screwed them over in the long run. Yeah. All right. The I would, next I would have to agree. The next one. Let's stick with Ray's decisions that cost the World Series. Manuel Margot stealing home in game was that game five, the Kershaw game. At the at that point, I think the were the Rays trailing or were they? I can't remember, but it was that it was a it would have tied, tied the game. I think that would have tied the game. Yeah, it would have tied the game, and he made an out at home, which is just it. It you know, and you can argue that maybe he was safe. Maybe he had the umpire made the call safe. What was his initial call? Was it was safe initially, wasn't it? His, I think his. Or initial was it overturned? Call was out. I think his initial call was out. Okay, his initial call was out. So if his initial call had been safe, I don't think there was enough to overturn that call. I don't think the replay was so clear that you know what happened there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So but I that think was, that, that that was a that heartbreaker was, there. Yeah, and I don't understand what goes through people's heads. Like, and I don't understand how a team like the Rays, uh, even how does that even happen on that team? This team is like. They don't give outs. They don't give outs away. They're so yeah. analytical. You're not going to see these guys lay out, lay down bunts, even though I think I did see a couple of attempts in the World Series, which is random. Uh, I don't know, man. That to me was just very odd. And credit to Kershaw for not balking there because I yeah. would have certainly balked. I would have panicked. I would have thrown the ball like in the, into the bleachers or something. Like, Let me real quick. Let me just see what the initial play was. The initial call. The ump called him. God damn it. Will you just show me a replay of the umpire? I want to see what the umpire does. Okay. The umpire called him out initially. Um, And to me, it was out. I think the naked eye for me, I think initially I was like, fuck, man. Terrible move. He's out, blah, blah, blah. But had the umpire said safe, I don't think the replay shows it definitively. Like, I, that's why I sat here for fucking, I don't know how long that was, because I couldn't see the umpire's move. And I was just trying to see where the tag was. And I saw a tag, but I could make the argument that maybe his arm got there first. So I, I'm not sure. But either way, that was a ballsy move by Manuel Margot. And in some ways, I kind of like it because of Kershaw's move, how he raises his his arm so high up in the air when he's from the stretch or whatever. Um, so he thought he could take advantage of it. And to be fair, he almost beat that. He almost beat it out. He almost got it. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, he didn't. And that's an out at home plate that, you know, you could have been at third. Maybe the guy hitting could have driven you in, tied the game up. Who knows how the game would have turned out. Um, I think that screwed that screwed the raise over big time. I know I know it was a ballsy call and it would have made it for a great moment in history that you stole a run to tie the game. I think the game I, I, the, the game had already been uh, tied at that point. Let me just. I think there was a lot of lead changes that game. There was a lot of back and forths. 
it would have tied the game 3-3 at that point. And don't forget, uh, I think he steals second. Margot steals second. And a bad throw from the catcher let him get to third, which was a which was a replay call that almost got overturned. I almost thought he was out according to the replay because he was off the bag at that point. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a ballsy move, but to me, there's just no excuse why that even happened because you're talking about Clayton Kershaw, you know, who's pitching good, and you just gave an out away in the World Series for a team that bases everything they do off analytics i guess so i'm pretty sure nobody told Margot to do that um and i i, I think there's no excuse honestly I, I don't i don't give him any sort of like credit for being ballsy and trying to sneak one into me that was just plain stupid if i was kevin cash at that point i would have been like sit your ass down at the end of the bench <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna throw seed pellets at you until you fucking understand what you just did like it's clean yeah. on the mound not fucking Gonsolino or whatever. And that, by the way, I just rewatched it again. That ended the inning for the Tampa Bay Rays. So it was a complete rally killer. He had just stolen third base. Got himself yeah, like, pr- All you needed was a was a seeing eye single by Kevin Kiermeyer. Apple an Apple Field, you know, single, and you're in. You're t- game tied right there. Isn't ba- but isn't baseball aren't is it, do you not believe in the baseball guys? I mean, this guy got away with a second base steal. I not mm-hmm. that he got away with it, but let's be honest. When you steal a base, you're getting away. You're stealing the base. You're not like getting, you know, you're not earning a base or anything. So he stole a second. He was safe, took advantage off a bad throw, got to third. He was safe. Although I think the replay, if you look at that replay closely, and I know that's not what replay was made for, but I think he was out. So he gets to third. He steals. Let me go back and re- and re- reiterate. He stole, he stole second off of a left-handed pitcher. That's not an easy thing to do. And then you mm-hmm. want to get greedy and try to steal home. You're not, ja- <laughs> you're not Jackie Robinson. You're uh, not, you're not Benny, the jet Rodriguez from mm, the Sandlot. Good you're, drop right there. Yeah, man. So I don't know. I don't give that guy credit, man. All right, man. Marco. series, my opinion. Luis, Luis hates you. I know Marco. All right. Next, <laughs> next move. Some positives for the Dodgers. Some reasons why the Dodgers won the world series. Uh, I'm trying to decide which one I want to go with first. I'm gonna stay, I'm gonna go with this one. Trading for Mookie Betts, man, what a fucking move! Alex Verdugo for Mookie Betts. You know, even the fact that the Red Sox decided we don't want uh, Gratterall, the, the Venezuelan pitcher, kind of worked out because he played a role. He he played a good role. He was a good pitcher out of the bullpen. Can't believe the Red Sox wouldn't take that guy. But Mookie Betts, man, hits a home run in Game One to kind of set the tone. And then finishes it off a bookend home run to finish the series. I love this fucking guy. He's the face of baseball, in my opinion. I know that the numbers say that Mike Trout is better than he is. Even if you compare them by plate appearances or whatever, Mike Trout edges him in every offensive number uh, statistically. Um, I think the naked eye tells me Mookie bit Mookie bets. And I'm not saying this, the whole, the first part of this was to, to troll you a little bit, but the second part of this is for real. I think he's the face of baseball. I think he's the best player in the game and fuck man. I love this guy. Yeah. I love Mookie bets watching him in that David Ortiz interview about thinking that he would have been a Red Sox for life. That honestly, like there's not too many moments in sports where I feel like a sense of like sadness and that was that's top five for me right there um but yeah Mookie Betts the most Mike Trout the most Mike Trout thing about Mookie Betts besides the fact that they're both five tool all around talents is that you can't hate Mookie Betts there's I don't think there's anything you can hate about Mookie and he did strike out a lot in the series I'm not looking at the numbers I have not looked at numbers 
pretty much the entire World Series because I just wanted to watch the game for what it is. But I did notice that Mookie Betts struck out uh, a good amount of times. He he was still able to do damage on the base paths. He was still able to def- defensively play a great series. And I'm happy that he finally broke out and had that home run uh, just to pad the lead for the Dodgers. Um, and I and I'm it's sad to just it's just sad to watch Mookie's you know, cement himself as a Dodger. And I think it's, it's almost like that Red Sox part of him is going to fade away by the, by the time it's all said and done. Like he, he plays for the Dodgers. He probably could have gotten away with that playing for any other team. But when you, when you play for a a juggernaut, like the Dodgers, they're already historic enough, you know? So I blame Dave Dombrowski. If I were the Red Sox, that's who I would blame, but that's just me though. Uh, That's neither here nor there. And then when he doesn't do it with his bat, he does it with his glove. I think he stole two home runs. In this yeah. postseason, um, that was a great move, man. Good job at the Dodgers, and now they have a freaking the the best player in baseball for for the next ten. What was the deal? Ten years, twelve, twenty years, thirty years. I, th- I believe it was twelve. Twelve years. Okay. Um. So I think that was a big uh that played a big role in the World Series. And last but not least, I think this was the most important thing, and it almost falls the complete opposite of Kevin Cash's move. Uh, taking Blake Snell prematurely. I give credit to Dave Roberts for sticking with Julio Urias for two and a third innings to finish out that game instead of going to Canley Jansen, who, let's face it, he's not the same pitcher anymore. Um, And in the World Series specifically, if you look at his stats in the World Series, Canley Jansen is atrocious. He stuck with Julio Urias, who closed out the ALCS with nine perfect, I think nine perfect batters. He He went three innings, three perfect innings, nine up and down. He went two and a third in this ser- in this series and closed out the game for the Houston Nationals. I mean, for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Wow, I can't believe I just said that. For the World Series, finally. I thought that was a great move. Yeah, totally, man. And, and I hope Julio Urias turns out to be um, everything that he's expected to be. He was a phenom. Uh, to me, that was one of the first guys I remember after Bryce Harper and like Steven Strasburg is like, oh, this guy's 20 years old, 19 yeah. years old in the major leagues. He was pitching in the Mexican professional league before that. So injuries have derailed them a little bit. And I just, you know, I, I was when I saw that, that to me was like the baseball fan move because mm-hmm. we all know Kevin Cash would have either gone to Jensen or he would have gone to Clayton Kershaw. Let's be honest. And I think Dave, how many times, Dave, how many times Dave Roberts before managers? before last year probably would have gone to Jensen because yeah. the, the Dodgers are also very analytical. And I think that that kind of came back to bite them in the ass in the, in the postseason. And I think that Dave Roberts learned from that and he knows that he's in the hot seat. Essentially, he had nothing to lose because had he had he lost the game, lost the World Series. Dave Roberts isn't the manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers anymore. Um so he was like, fuck it. I'm riding, I'm ride or die with Julio Urias. This guy's been my, a beast this entire postseason. I'm going to stick with this guy. Uh, fuck the, the analytics, fuck the books. And I think that kind of worked out. You know what I mean? It was almost like a, like a slap in the face. Like, like, like he knows from experience, I can't rely on these books right now. This is, this is, that's not what this is about. Yeah. And maybe next year, Kevin Cash comes back is in the world series and he's in the same position. Maybe he doesn't take Snell out anymore. Nah, man, I actually don't think we'll we'll get to see that. <laughs> I don't think the Rays will be back in the World Series for a while. Oh, my God. You're such a I'm hater. serious. I All mean, right. when can we get to that, man? When can I just rant about the Rays? You can do it right now, man. Those are the five moves at the side of the World Series, in my opinion. Do you agree with them, or is there anything you want to add to that? Uh, I think 
that you perfectly summed up the World Series right there. You guys heard it right here. Perfectly summed it up. If you guys can think of anything that I missed, drop it in the comment section. We'll comment back. 108 oh. subscribers last I checked. Keep those numbers coming, guys. I, I could I could tell you something else about the Rays that perfectly, you know, that led to them winning, that led to the Dodgers winning the World Series. The fact that uh, Willie Adams can't hit for shit. <laughs> but neither like, can keep never neither can Kevin Kiermeyer, but somehow he turned into he was hitting home runs this postseason. But that but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like even Kevin Kiermeyer managed to string together a couple of good at bats in the World Series. He had he had good at bats in the entire postseason. Willie Adams, I think he hit he had one key hit in the entire postseason, but every time he came up to bat, it was either a slow dribbler. I'm talking about the World Series now, or mm-hmm. a strikeout. And this guy goes up to bat your last chance for anything for the entire season you're the tampa bay rays that you know the little the little train the little boat that could what, what's the what's the saying little, little engine that could the little engine that could and you go up there and you don't even swing the bat like come on man even i would have swung the bat and i struck out a lot <laughs> willie adam is this this postseason from santiago by the way i can't believe you're shitting on a guy from i don't care man. man i'll tell him straight to his face i'm like you put it you disgraced us over there man <laughs> like eight hits in uh one let me see two five seven that's nine and five is 14 20 games in 20 postseason games he strung together eight hits i don't want to count the plate appearances because there were too what about, many series what but about he, he never hit series. above the mendoza line in any series this postseason and you know what to be fair <laughs> his defense saved runs yeah in the postseason his defense is outstanding Mm-hmm. I get that. But man, like I think we got to rethink this whole analytics thing. I think there's way too many bullpen arms and we've we've discredited what hitting a baseball is in the major leagues. There had to be somebody in that lineup that could have put together a better at bat than than Willie. Who's this guy's <laughs> name? The the giraffe neck. What the fuck is his name? Um Joey Wendell. Joey Wendell, I feel like with in the Yankee series, he was a pain in the ass. And then I kind of feel like he disappeared for the rest of the postseason after that. Well, that's but that's what I'm t- so can we just get into why I don't think the Rays will and I know I know what I said at the beginning of the year and last year, how the Rays are pretenders and not contenders, and they proved me wrong. They went to game six of the World Series. I get that. But can we all just be realistic real quick? We we can we can say that a big reason they lost they won that game against the won the series against the Yankees was the Debbie Garcia start right that was a momentum shift so let's but we could we could not even count that they go to seven games with the Astros who was a below five hundred team uh, and I think I think we could agree that the Rays were a better you know position for position even at a, even pitching bullpen everything they were better team than the Astros yet that it went to game seven but it wasn't just that it went to game seven they came back from three and oh to game seven and it was and it was a close game uh and then throw on top of that mixture that they they were a home run or nothing team and and I'm pretty sure the Dodgers out homered the Rays in the World Series and and you can go to that side all you want but we we bash the Yankees every year for being a home run or nothing team. The Rays are literally a home run or nothing team, and they rely on like six to seven, nine guys out of the bullpen every day to get the job done. I don't think that's how you – that's not a good team to me. That's just a team that's putting Band-Aids around an okay team and, and you know, putting makeup on a, on a pig and 
getting by. And I know it's game six of the World Series, but I think we have to also remember that this was a shortened season. We don't even know if the Rays would have been in the World Series in a regular season. Uh, and I also think that we overlook how hard it is to get the job done in the postseason. So for people saying, oh, the Rays will be fine, I don't know about that, man, because we thought the Red Sox would have been a, a team, a good team for a long time, and they weren't nowhere close to even. Con- we did. We did. Who? I did. What? The 111 games in, in 2018? Like, you really thought that the Red Sox would be this bad in 2020? I mean, I know we lost Chris Sale and we gave away I mean, and we lost David Price. And a lot of, lot, a lot of career years that, in 2018. <clears throat> we could say the years. same. We could say the same thing about the Rays. We could say the same thing about the Rays. No, I, mean, I, I think I think you're right. I think the Rays are, and I don't think it was like putting band-aids. I think the Rays are built this way uh, on purpose. Like their bread and butter is their bullpen. And bullpen arms are the cheapest arms. And I think that's why the Rays have the smallest payroll with the highest record. Um, they have a lot of players that are under control that don't claim a lot of money. A lot of hitters that maybe on any other team might be like five, six, seven hitters in a lineup. Um, in a lot of ways, they got lucky because of Randy Rosarena, who I think is the real deal. I don't think he's a fluke. Um, I think that they're built this way purposefully, but I think that because of that, it's what cost them in the in the postseason. Because from the from the the division series all the way through the championship series. There wasn't a day off. I think they only had one day off in between the DS and the CS because they went five games with the Yankees and seven games with the Astros. Um, And I think that that kind of taxed their bullpen a little bit. And you had Nick Anderson wasn't the same as he was in the regular season. And I think that ultimately had their bullpen been top notch, had they had some days off, maybe some rest days, full speed, whatever. Maybe, maybe we're talking about a completely different thing right now. Who knows? And, and I just got to throw this in there too. Let's until the race win the world series, let's stop giving them credit for building a team under the salary cap of $50 million, because this is going to go, this is going to go like two ways. And I don't give a, I don't care. All right. I don't think I've ever seen a more boring besides a Rosarena. I don't think I've ever seen a more boring baseball team. I'm so happy. This team did not win the world series. When about you G-Man guys, Choi, man, that what that guy was doing. I love first that space. I love that guy, but he, he wasn't even, he did, they didn't even include him in, in, he wasn't, he didn't start every game. He's not an everyday starter. I think there's still something to the point of these multi-million dollar superstar talents who are everyday starters, no matter what, these guys are going to be in the lineup because they're that much of a difference maker. They only had one guy, in my opinion, a Rosarena period. Uh, Lau hit three home runs in, in the world series, but he came alive in the world series. Yeah. He came alive in the world series. I'll give him that. But besides Blake Snell, a Rosarena. It's just not an exciting baseball to watch. And I, and I'm not, I'm, I'm looking at this from a common baseball fan point of view as a, as a, as a person who loves baseball, all these guys are stars in, in my eyes. Like they, they're playing in the major leagues. They're playing in the world series, but I'm almost happy that they didn't win because fuck that man. We need superstar. We need Mookie Betts and Corey Seegers and Clayton Kershaw's and fucking Ronald. We need guys like that at the highest level. I don't think anybody was happy to see Willie Adams strike out. I can't, I can't think of another besides Carlos Beltran taking a, a, <laughs> a hanging curveball down the middle in, in their postseason yeah. game. You know, I just, I don't know, man. I, 
I'm not giving that team credit. I'm not a believer. I don't think we'll see the Rays getting that close to a championship for a while. Ouch. Wow. I think uh, I'm going to disagree with you there only because I don't think that I think the Red Sox are going to be at the bottom of the division for quite a while. Um, <laughs> I think the Orioles are still they still have some time to come back. I think the Jays are a little bit better. The Yankees are still going to be in playoff contention and the Rays. And I think of those three teams, the Rays, the J- the Rays, the Jays and the Yankees, the the Yankees and the and the Rays are the top teams in that division still. And I think the Rays have the edge. I think the Yankees still have some moves they need to make to make that team a little bit better. But I agree, you need star power. You need somebody who's going to put you put the team on his shoulders and and carry the team. You need a Corey Seager. You need, you know, last year, you need a Juan Soto with the Washington Nationals. The year before that, you needed a trash can in 2017. Or you needed Alex <laughs> Bregman, for example. <laughs> you Like I slipped that in there. In 2016, you needed Chris Chris Bryant or something like you need a star on your team. You don't these some teams that don't have star power. They're not champions for a reason. There's a reason why the Oakland A's haven't won a championship since adopting analytics with uh, with Moneyball. You know what I mean? Um, be, look, there needs to be somebody to point the blame to and, and get pissed off that this guy's making all this money. Because like when you really break it down. Did I? Did, I didn't really think the Rays were, would even be in the World Series, let alone win the World Series. So, but at the same time, it's like besides the Rosarena, who is to blame, really? Besides, nobody really. You never really just put all the blame on the manager because, like, it's all being analytically driven at this point. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what I'm supposed to be? I'm supposed to be upset that a relief pitcher gave up the go ahead, the tying go ahead. And another home run after that, like they're relief pitchers. Those guys are a dime a dozen. The 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 most popular relief pitchers in recent memory, in my opinion, is guys like Josh Hader. And that guy gave up yeah. that guy gave up the go-ahead run in the Milwaukee series last year. You know, mm-hmm. it's never it's never it's never should come down to the to the relief pitcher. To my, there's my only opinion. there's only one Mariano Rivera, is in other words. That's what, true. Uh, and we might Lisa's never saying. we we might never see a guy like that ever again. I think baseball is today. We might never see a guy like that ever again. Not to turn this into a New York Yankees conversation, but can we appreciate Mariano Rivera? I know that he was appreciated a lot during his career, but looking back now, isn't it fucking crazy that this guy dominated for that long and that he could have potentially had he decided I'm not going to retire. He was really good his last year. It's not like he was like, like, you know, like Kenley Jansen is almost like David Ortiz. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Um, Whoa. Let's look at David Ortiz's last season. I mean, steroids. That's all I'm going to say. You oh, know what I mean? wow. I'm just going to go right ahead no, and no, throw it out no, no. there. Nah, man. Mariano Rivera. <laughs> I, I don't even, I don't even think still it's, it's, it's a uh, fathomable how dominating Mariano Rivera was. And like what his, when you look back at the career, like we, we, we probably will never see a guy like that ever again. And the thing is that we've seen relievers that pound for pound, season per season, might have been might might be better than Mariano. Like like yeah. I was I was freaking crowning Craig Kimbrell the next Mariano Rivera, and look what he turned into. So you're, it's Jansen. your fault that it's your fault that Craig Kimbrell, <laughs> yeah, he, his fault. career got derailed so bad. Like okay. he went from greatest of all time to uh, let's hope we don't get let's hope it doesn't come to Kimbrell. Kenley <laughs> Jansen. Look at uh, there's a ton of relievers. Aroldis Chapman, he's not the same anymore. Um, not that he's bad, but He's not the same or all this Chapman. 
there's a lot of great relievers. Josh Hader, like you said, but what are you going to do? There's only one Mariano. There's only one Yankee organization. You just cannot replace those organizations. It's just the greatest of all time. Layton Kershaw, did he slay the postseason dragon? Can we stop talking about him being a postseason bust, finally? Yeah, I think... I mean, he's had good starts on the postseason before. Yeah. So if I slay the postseason dragon, you mean they finally won a World Series and he was a he was an, an MVP factor because of it? Yeah, I would say he slayed the dragon, but can I just devil's advocate over here? Yeah. Did he only went to like six innings, right? Like I know that's a lot today, but man, it's well, like we're giving these again, he was yanked. They pulled him out. And that yeah, that so, was a questionable decision. People were criticizing Dave Roberts. Why did they why did they take Clayton Kershaw out there? And I could say the same thing, the same argument I made about Blake Snell and Kevin Cash. Historically, Clayton Kershaw starts to diminish after a certain point in the game and in past postseason uh, starts. Um, Maybe had Manuel Margot stolen that base, it would have been three earned runs instead of two earned runs. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of factors. I just I think he did. He 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 had a phenomenal postseason. Um, I think he played a huge factor in, in them winning the World Series. The two games that he started, they won those two games. Um, he struck out. Let me see. He had in the that World Series was... 14 strikeouts in 11 yeah. and two-thirds innings. He had a 2-3-1 ERA, two starts, 2-0. Two and oh. I mean, I wrote an article about him two years ago, I think, on Call to the Pen, saying that I think that the, the postseason shit, because the same thing for A-Rod when he was, when he was a player. He would catch a lot of shit for for his performance in the postseason. You can't dump an entire fucking postseason on one player. And no, to be honest, if you go back and look at Kershaw's starts, he's done enough to to help his to 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 allow his team to win games. There's games where yeah, he's completely imploded and you have to it's on him, but you know, it can't just be all on this guy. He's still an all-time great. In my opinion, he's still the greatest pitcher of this generation, this current generation of the last decade. Um he's a surefire first ballot hall of famer now the the one thing i was really happy about with the dodgers winning the world series is that he gets his ring he gets a trophy you can't hold that against him anymore you could you could say what you want he has a world series that's it he's not postseason he's not a postseason bust anymore in my opinion no yeah i and i'm I'm a huge kershaw fan i should have led with that before people think that i'm i'm ripping the guy he's Just lying saying, he I saw, him. no i love playing kershaw uh and about him being the best of this generation yeah I could say that, but I think Max Scherzer inserted himself into that conversation. I think Scherzer's dominant, as, but but look at not, just I, just pull up Kershaw's baseball reference sheet. Yeah, but that's but but I feel like it's like what do you want? Do you want the guy who's going to shut down a lineup longer, or the guy who's like Clayton Kershaw's amazing, and I and there's nothing taken away from that, but it's just baseball is becoming more about get it's becoming more about what Blake Snell was last night. Just give mm. me the five innings. So is it the guy that can give you five innings or the guy that can give you seven innings? I think Max Scherzer is a better goes deeper into games. He, I'm just saying it, the conversation isn't as a big of a landslide as it was a couple years I ago. I think, I think if you were to start a pitcher today, you take Scherzer a hundred percent. But if I were to take a pitcher's career, I would take Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. yeah that's fair. That's fair. Um, um But yeah, Clayton Kershaw, Huge fan. <laughs> yeah, right. But you're right. It could have gone, it could have gone both ways had he hadn't had he not been yanked in that position. And I know Clayton Kershaw doesn't want to be yanked. It's not his decision. Just saying, take it for what it is. Could have gone either way. 
Can we yes, just uh, can we address one thing and just like just put it out there, make sure it's on the record. Can we just acknowledge that Clayton Kershaw has more pine tar on his hat than any other pitcher in baseball? And nobody says shit, which is fine. I legalize pine tar. I'm all for legalizing pine tar. Foreign substances are OK on the mound. It's safer. It's more entertaining because you get better pitches. But if if it's anybody else, that the, the way his hat looks was Michael Pineda-esque. Michael Pineda, pine tar on his neck-esque. That shit was shiny, Gunk. sticky, like... Yeah, gunky. Right? Yeah. Nah, I, I totally... He's not even trying to hide that shit. <laughs> nah, man, and neither would I. Did you, what's, who was this guy? Uh, Trevor Rosenthal had it, like, in his back pocket. It was like, looked like he shit himself, kind of. Uh-huh. The Padres. And he came into pitch. It's it's everywhere, man. Just they they should just literally put it in a little tub, like in a little container, right behind the pitcher's mound, like a rosin bag. Yeah. Just fucking let them let them. I agree. Let them, get, let them get in there. Just let them put that two fingers, maybe three, <laughs> if you're feeling a little, if you're feeling a little uh, dangerous, if you want to live dangerously. But you could t- two fingers, maybe one, if you you know, if it's too uh, too much. Anyway. Uh, Last thing I wanted to do was to just acknowledge Randy Orozarena, man. Yeah. What a postseason this guy had. And I think had the Rays won the World Series, he's by he's definitely the, the World Series MVP. This was almost like a LeBron James type of performance where he lost the finals, but still in conversations about being the finals MVP. Uh, yeah, Randy Orozarena, man, that guy won me over because not that I wasn't a fan of him before, but his post home run celebrations just made me feel like very happy to see him Mm -hmm. like smile and like celebrate with his teammates i don't know why the rays always gave me like an impression that they're kind of boring and he's Mm -hmm. not boring (laughs) and what a what a steal to get the st louis cardinals got fleeced two times by an al east team the yankees with luke voigt and now the rays with uh with randy rosarina yeah and they also had azuna for that one year you're right osuna yeah, uh, Rosa Reina, yeah, Luke Voigt, uh, balls are juiced, could kind of be a fluke, <sighs> Luke the fluke. <laughs> Jesus. I'm kidding, man. Luke Voigt's a good guy, reincarnated the Yan- Babe Ruth. You should trade him, but anyway, um, so yeah, Randy Rosarena. All right, you want to do DK? Let's get into it. DK! I got one real quick. <clears throat> okay. Dike, this guy, Jason Dominguez, the Yankees prospect, word on the street is Dike. He got exposed to some gamma rays, and he's the New York Yankees Incredible <laughs> Hulk. Did you see the fucking video of this guy on Twitter? The, it's insane. <laughs> I, I saw a video of a high school football player the other day that was like, had a mustache growing and shit. He was like 14. But Jason Dominguez is his name. Yeah. What position does he play? Who? At probably every position. I think he's a switch hitter. I'm not even kidding. I think he's a switch hitter, and uh, I don't know. Don't quote me. I don't know. I don't know what he plays, but I, I he bet they, he can do it all. He does not look right for his he age. Looks- <laughs> for he doesn't look right for any age. He looks like he belongs going. He looks like he belongs in WW whatever wrestling the Big Show for. 
you know, WrestleMania, however those things are. I stopped watching wrestling a long time ago. 17 years old. His fucking calves are bigger than my face. He, he, yeah. he has traps like Mike Trout. He, like, something's not right. Something is not right. I'm not trying to point fingers like I did about David Ortiz. The only reason why I did about David Ortiz is because there is a positive test out there. But God, I don't know man. what testing is like in, in DR. <laughs> I love my Dominicans and everything. But, uh... I feel like they don't really start testing until you get close to that, you know, major league status. There's a lot of guys in the minor leagues get busted. I'm just saying for, I've never seen beating. a 17-year-old kid look like that. Yeah, but there has to be, like, there has to be a, a catch. Like, he looks like that, he hits like that, but maybe he can't hit the curveball? Maybe. Maybe. May- Ooh, maybe. What do you got for us? <laughs> I don't think I have anything. <laughs> I'm trying to think. <laughs> Uh, Got another one if you want. Yeah, man. Keep them coming. All right. Dike, Gary Sanchez, and Miguel Andujar are going to play for Los Toros del Este in the Liga Dominicana this winter. Are you serious? For reals. For realsies? For realsies, man. Wow. What do you think about that? I think I kind of like it because I think that it shows. First off, it's definitely an organizational move. I think the Yankees, they have to approve it. But it shows that that uh, these guys understand that they're fighting for positions on the team next year. I don't think it's a given that Gary Sanchez is the Yankee starting catcher anymore. And it's definitely not a given that Miguel Andujar has a spot on the Yankees roster. I think this is a way for them to show off their talents, maybe for a trade or to try to uh, to try to work on their game a little bit, a little extra work. Because these two players need, need, you know, they're fighting for a position. Gary Sanchez lost his job to fucking Higashioka, of all people. Mm. You know what I mean? So I'm all for it. But Dike, that's what's happening. I don't know. You know, I don't know how to turn this into a Dike thing. But did you see Trevor Bauer post a picture outside of the Houston Stadium saying, like, home or something? No, my God. He's such a troll. My God. My God, man. I hope this guy does He's starting well, to lose me. Sure. Yeah, man. And I like Trevor because Bauer. I like Trevor Bauer too, but I mean, you better, you better, you better pitch well <laughs> for the rest of your career. Oh my god! Because I don't yeah. think you're gonna handle the criticism well, personally. I mean, you launched the ball into center field, which DK. You remember that? You remember that? I, of course, I do. DK. He was trying to give his little nephew a ball, who so happened to be sitting in center field at, at that. Oh point. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Um, DK. Well, DK. It turned that people think that he is going to take a one year deal next season because it's it's one year after COVID, all the money that all these organizations lost. And uh, DK, he might end up just taking a one year deal, but it's going to be worth a lot of money. <clears throat> How much money? Maybe in DK the 30s? Gonna be? 30s? Damn, man. I, I'd be surprised if he gets in the 30s. I mean, Garrett Cole got 36. Yeah, but for for nine years or however long it was right i think he's the highest paid he's the second highest paid player in baseball garrett cole hmm. like aav i feel like when a team is to the point where they're going to give a guy a one-year deal the player doesn't have that much leverage they're basically saying like you need a job right to prove that you're this mm-hmm. multi-million dollar 10 year plus type of pitcher 20, 20, 20 mil, take it or leave it. Listen, man, don't 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 blame me. I'm just saying, supposedly that's what's going on. 
Um, well, uh, last night, I think we all saw the World Series. Kevin Cash takes out Blake Snell, nine nine strikeouts in less than six innings after giving up a single to the nine hitter. Mookie Betts was up. It kind of makes sense. It kind of doesn't. But the EK, <laughs> EK, you see Blake Snell in the dugout sitting with his mask on. Mm. He, take, he took it off once the Dodgers finally won the World Series. But I think Dika, the only reason he had a mask on was he wanted to totally rip Kevin Cash's asshole with a bunch of verbal uh, words. And he didn't want lip reading, the lip, lip reading to uh, be caught on camera. So, so he was he was like low key, you know, cursing him yeah, out. He had the mask, mask on like, man, fuck this guy. Believe <laughs> <laughs> this shit. I'm Blake fucking snow. <laughs> oh my god uh dk blake snell doesn't sleep very much that's why he has those bags under his eyes i was just i mean he's a gamer man that guy <laughs> <laughs> seriously man that, that he doesn't look healthy sometimes no he doesn't have it's any great, chin he... not that i'm looking but he doesn't really have a chin either. <laughs> dk <laughs> dk joey wendell has the biggest neck of all time in any major sport yeah in recent <laughs> history <laughs> who cares man these guys are professional baseball players because when joey wendell's mowing his lawn all you see is his head walking around <laughs> over the fence <laughs> oh man uh by the way fact check uh garrett cole is the highest paid player in baseball and by by annual average annual value he gets 36 million Mike Trout gets thirty-five point five million, and and by the way, oh, Steven Strasburg thirty-five million. I'm going pitchers only. Zach Greinke this year thirty-four million. Justin Verlander thirty-three million. I'm just doing pitchers. David Price thirty-one million. I think that's it. You just have to say if you're Trevor Bauer, David Price gets thirty-one million dollars a year. I got I got to get at least thirty. Um, not to shit on, on on David Price, I think he's the reason why the, the Red Sox won the 2018 World Series, a big part of the reason, at least. Um, but he's not the same David Price that he was, you know, five years ago. Clayton Kershaw, $31 million a year. Chris Sale, $29 million a year. Max Scherzer, $30 million a year. It seems like that's the number, 30. Who, but... So it's, if it's going to be a one-year deal, it's going to have to be a team that's in contention to compete yeah. in the playoffs. The only team that I could think of that could afford a player like that for a one-year deal is the Rays. And I don't think the Rays are going to give them I don't a guy. think the Rays are going to give them that, no. So who who realistically, Padres. speaking of the Padres, <laughs> yeah. did you happen to catch that little clip of Manny Machado saying, I'll, I'll bet my whole contract if the Dodgers win a World Series before we do? Wait, DK? No, this was caught on tape. This is legit. Wow. Yeah. Did you did you happen to catch that? Shit. No, I well, didn't. Well, DK, he was full of shit because let's be honest, he's not giving a cent to anybody. Wow. Somebody should hold him to it. Let's let's throw that up on Twitter, man. Yeah, I think I sent it in the group chat. Wow. Last Incredible. Night. Yeah. Manuel Machado, but yeah, the San Diego Padres, he could go to potentially. Let me look at their payroll real quick. Lo Padre have 124.5 million in the books. Let me see for next for 2021. That is next year. They are. But are the Padres? Of, go ahead. They're way under the cap. So technically, they could they could offer him that money. They could stay with the Cincinnati Reds. They could the offer question, him that money. The question is: Are the Reds or the Padres 
a, a one Trevor Bauer away from a World Series. I think the Padres could be. Chris Paddock has that postseason experience under his belt now. Clevenger's you still there, yeah. Clevenger's still there. Reunite him with Trevor Bauer. Um, or Steve Cohen with the New York Mets. How about the New York Mets? I'd see. I think the Mets will be the team to give him a contract. That's that's what I think, yeah. And, mm. and if I was the Padres, I would have to know what what my pitching is, is looking like next year before I sign him. Ilo Philadelphia Philly. I don't know how why I said money, that. <laughs> how, much, how much money does this team have to spend? Because, I mean... The Phillies are a big market team. They have $164 million, uh, $164 million payroll. I think the, the threshold is like... The threshold is like 210 mil or something. Don't they have to pay Real Muto? He's a free agent. He might go somewhere else, man. Yankees. Mm. Just kidding. Uh, But not really. Ilo Hilton Atro. What? <laughs> that would be amazing man. i would love that how about the angels man the angels throw money around like they're at a strip club and you know and they think the strippers are in love with them so they just give them all the money you know what i mean so yeah what about the angels they have 151 million dollar payroll um and their roster is pretty full so they have money to spend i don't know how but they have money to spend pools contract expires after next year um how about the angels they might be a pitcher away from from getting to the getting to a walk hard spot from, from moving guess, to the like, third spot in, in the AOS. Jesus, man. Ay, ay, ay. Well, the Braves, the Braves have a really small payroll, $92 million next year. They could they could use a Trevor Bauer, the Chicago White Sox. I think there's a lot of teams that could give him money. I think he's in a good position, Trevor Bauer, to be honest with you. I think he's gonna get a lot of money. I don't know, man. Teams lost a lot of money this year. I don't think I don't think anyone's gonna be like, hey, here's thirty million dollars, my friend. Dk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, man. How about the how about the Oakland A's? Billy Bean's gone. Maybe they start spending money again. Are the Oakland A's a uh, Trevor Bauer away from? I feel like you gotta you gotta look at for an Oakland A's. You gotta look at it in terms of we gotta we gotta build we gotta go into this knowing that this is gonna get us to the World Series. It's you Minnesota. Latwin. I think that's a good spot. That's a good okay. landing spot for him. Yeah. A lot of white people up in Minnesota. I agree. The, <laughs> those, those teams are cursed though. So it's you know, you always gotta think like can Trevor Bauer deke it, get us get this curse off our back? Can he go to church on Sunday and cleanse us of this curse? I don't know, man. I think I think he's in a good position. You disagree, but we'll see. We'll see, man. By the way, I don't know if you want to check on this because you already won anyway, but our standings, you I think you picked the Dodgers, the Dodgers, right? I did pick the Dodgers, my friend. What's the point? You won. Why even look at this? Just for fun. Um, sure. Yeah, I stopped. I stopped checking. I stopped checking. You won. Let's, congratulations. You have bragging rights. What a game. What a World Series. Right. That was this was a good postseason. All in all, give it to baseball. It was a good postseason. Even this series between the the, the Rays and the and the Dodgers was a, a really good series. That game five was a game five, the Rose Arena four slamming home plate. That was game four. Game, game four, four was a good game. Almost a classic in some ways. That was a classic. Um, you know, even even though Manuel Margot got thrown out at home, 
some exciting stuff happened there. Like he was almost safe. Clayton Kershaw gets his trophy back. Mookie Betts is the greatest of all time. Yep. Uh, great World Series. Great end to the season. I hope that baseball can, according to Sabathia, he thinks there's going to be money disputes again for next year because let's face it, there's probably not going to be fans in the stadium yet. And if there, there is, it'll be very limited. Um, so owners are not going to be, are not going to want to, you know, pay the players full salary next year again. Um, so he, he thinks there's going to be arguments with money. Hopefully they can sort it out before March spring training and we could get the season started on time and get a full season under our belt. <clears throat> DK, we're not even going to have a full season. No, again. come on. You, but let's be realistic. 162 62 games, whatever, times the 40 people on a roster, times 30 teams. How much testing are they going to be able to do and keep things under wraps? You're not going to be able to have a bubble for 162 games for 30 whatever teams. I That's think- true. And, and the thing that holds baseball back, baseball's in a good position because they have a lot of time to try to figure something out. But they're in a bad position because baseball is a big machine. Like it's not just the Major League Baseball teams, Major League Baseball rosters that you have to think about. You have to think about the minor leagues. You have to think about, you know, international play, yeah. all of that shit. And and the fact of the matter is a lot of people aren't thinking about this. But another source will call him told me that a lot of these international players have been stuck in hotels because they're not playing baseball and they can't go back home because of travel restrictions. There's a lot of moving parts to the sport and a lot of people aren't considering it. You might be right. We might not get a full 162 game season, but I don't know, man, maybe they can figure it out somehow. Maybe, maybe, maybe they can keep some of these rules so you can limit bullpens. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah, man. Honestly, I was, I was talking to a coworker today and he's like, I don't even know if we're going to have a season. I'm like, I didn't even think about, I'm just assuming whatever happens, we are going to have a full season. They're going to have from now till March to plan it out. But what kind of plan, even if you can, even if you can do, you know, throw some gimmies in there, like, Oh, I'll guarantee you that, uh, you know, we can play all the games in the same state. So there's no traveling, whatever, but how much testing can realistically, can you do, 40 people on a roster, 30 teams, 32 teams, 32, whatever. I don't remember the, the number. And then 160 something games plus the playoffs. Like maybe, maybe they should institute testing. I can't believe we're starting this conversation now. This is going to be the longest podcast ever. Maybe they should institute a testing before each series instead of every other day or every day, just to limit the testing a little bit. Like if you're going to, if the Yankees are going to travel to Tampa, you get tested. You get tested when you get tested. When you arrive in Tampa, you get your results. You play your series. You you know you travel to Kansas City. You get tested. You play your series. Stuff something just, like that. I don't know, man. It's just that that's cool if you're going to Tampa or like Kansas City. But the day you go to Atlanta, I mean, you know, somebody on that team is that's going true. to the strip club. Somebody's point. going to the club. Well, I mean, somebody- those wings are on point. If Cespedes is, is a lot to play <clears throat> next year, he's going to a horse ranch. We all know that horses are the craziest species on the planet. They go, they go fucking nuts, man. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but honestly, man, realistically, I would lean more towards that. We're going to see a shortened season again and it sucks, but that's why it's called Dika. All right, man. I do have one more question and I wanted to throw this out during Randy or Rosarena. 
fantasy baseball next year, where do you take this guy now? Do you think that his value has increased? Has it increased to the point where he goes, you know, in one of the first five rounds or something? What do you think? You know, Manny, I'm not really a gambling man, even though we put money in the fantasy season. Did I send you the $50, by the way? Did I? I'm not even I? sure. I haven't even doled out wow. the prizes yet. I'm going to be honest wow. with you. Wow. Okay. So I'm not really a gambling man when it comes to my organization. So I will take a Rosarena if he's there, but not over a more proven guy. Like if I had to take Justin Turner or Rosarena, I'm taking Justin Turner. That is that a good comparison there? That's a that's a great, a, an excellent comparison. Let's would say, you, let's you say, that, uh, yeah, go ahead. Would you think that like a more novice type of fantasy owner would take a Rosarena by a landslide over a guy like Justin Turner? I think Randy Rosarena is one of those guys that you can take a risk on, like it, like early on, and it could pay off huge dividends, or it could be completely derail your entire. Yeah, your entire season. I, I think it's it's too soon to tell what I agree with you. Like if yeah. Tommy Pham is available or Randy Rosarena, I'm probably taking Tommy Pham because I know what he can do. You know what I mean? That's a good but, one. But somebody might somebody might take the chance and say, I'm going to go Randy Rosarena here, see what happens. And they, and it might pay off huge. He might play out like a first rounder. You know what I mean? I, I put a Rosarena. I want to say I take him over Paddock, like a guy like Chris Paddock. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Because Chris Paddock, Chris Paddock could turn out to be a dominant ace. He has the stuff. He just gives up a lot of home runs. A Rosarena played like Barry Bonds in the postseason. He could be Barry Bonds in the regular season. You're right. You're right. Yeah, man. Luke Voigt or Randy Rosarena. Who are you taking in the fantasy draft? A Rosarena. Wow. You really hate the Yankees, man. Nah, man. It's just that I gotta, I gotta be honest. Luke Voigt has had streaks where he can't hit. Like I've, I remember when he came back from an injury. I know this was two I got seasons. You, like I know, you know, I got, I gotta explain myself. <laughs> I don't gotta give you my reasons and help your team get to the place uh, postseason. Aaron Judge is on the board, and so is Randy Rosarena. Who are you taking? Aaron Judge. Wow, you're you're and gonna trading, go back to Judge, and I'm trading him as soon as I can for okay. a better option. All right, that's a good way to finish the show. Um, follow follow that guy there with that hat. Um, at Hova Mojo on Twitter. Follow me at Manigo3 on Twitter. Follow the show at WT the Show. That's it. Peace out, everybody. Take care.